Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I think it's a great point you make. You know, the job's not done. There's, we've got to come back tomorrow. We saw Rizwan and Jamal put on um, 80-odd each in that first inning. So we have to, um, yeah, we have to come out tomorrow and, and be on our game. Um, and then if we do get a chance to bat tomorrow, it's, it's not going to be an easy chase. We, we've seen the wicket um, play some tricks. And, and I do a world, it would definitely be Davey hitting the winning run. So um, fingers crossed we can see that. Well, that was Alex Carey talking about a very interesting day's test cricket. I'm Menas, you're listening to the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. I'm joined by John O'Baruch, and it has been a moving day in the third day at the Sydney Test. Australia were bowled out for 299. Jamal took six for 69. And then Pakistan finished the day seven for 68. Josh Hazelwood finishing with the figures of four for nine. So in the day, 15 wickets fell. 11 in the last session. So a very exciting day's play. Jono, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. What an incredible day, incredible, incredible last session. 11 for 78 in that last session. Um, absolutely incredible. And the pendulum of test cricket, it swings almost every hour. And it certainly felt like that today. And there are certainly moments when we sort of you look at the scoreboard now and you say, well, Pakistan, they're still ahead, but it's not by much, but you'd have to say Australia's almost back in the driver's seat, I think. Um, there's a lot to pan out, especially tomorrow morning, but gee, what a what an interesting day. Yeah, well, the, leads, um, the lead is 82, 80, yeah, 82. So Pakistan, if they can get another... 70 or 80, they're in the game. The pitch is starting to play tricks. If Rizwan and Jamal can slog, say another 100, then you know, Pakistan could get an upset win here. Well, the, you just said Rizwan and Jamal, they're the two at the crease now. They've both made runs in the first innings. Jamal's got his tail up because he's bowled well. 
not just today, but pretty much this whole summer is, for mine, is almost being the player of the series. It's going to be incumbent on them because what's what's after it? You've got Hassan Ali who can throw the bat and then you've got Mir Hamza who doesn't necessarily have a strong have a strong pedigree with the bat. So it's on this pair and if they come out, if Australia comes out, removes one of them early tomorrow, then the game will probably be over before tea. But as you said, if these two come out, they play freely. They've, they've got the lead. So at the moment, on sheer numbers, Pakistan are in the driver's seat. But on momentum and the way that everything just panned out, particularly in that last hour and a bit, you'd have to say Australia is driving the bus. But there's still a long way to go in this game. We'll be over tomorrow, but there's still a long way to go yeah, in this game. Absolutely. I mean, the pitch is playing tricks. But let's go back to, to the beginning of play. And it's a pretty good start for Australia. Lubbershane and Smith continued where they left off yesterday. And they batted pretty well. In fact, it, I would say it was almost an uneventful first sort of hour and a half. It actually didn't sort of... There was no indication of the carnage that would come later. One of the, the talking points was an obscure delay because there was just a little bit of tape or something <sighs> behind, I wanna behind come the... I want to come back to well, that. Well, but... talk to me. What do you think Steve Smith was being a bit pedantic? Why on a earth six-minute delay? Steve Smith could find a needle in a haystack from 100 metres away. Like, seriously. And, like, if that's bothering him... And, like, I, I understand, you know, it used to be just... You've you've come to this ground for a long time, and as it used to literally just be the sight screen, and mm. someone would have to wind it down, and now it's a whole production where there's white sheets everywhere. I think they're covering about two or three bays of seats, looking over towards um, the Randwick end of the ground. There's a massive area there that's blocked off, and like fair enough, you want to make it easy for the batters. But if there's one little speck, like how many games of grade cricket have you played where? There's someone walking behind, and yeah, yeah it's the side screen's just, tiny. Just got to deal with it. Yeah, so it's very bizarre, and and it sort of just I should have asked Steve to go look for David Warner's bag of grains. <laughs> He'd have found it. So, well, <laughs> that turned up today. We'll get to that. So you know, Marnus, at this stage, Marnus and Smith had things in control, and they, as I said, the score was two for one eighty-seven. You know, sort of leading up to lunch, it was, it was probably about quarter to twelve, so forty-five minutes to go for lunch, and then Steve Smith was out to Mir Hamza, and. It, um, Sean Masood's had an odd field with three people at cover, at short cover, looking for a catch. And then Smith just literally paddled one straight to them. He sort of moved out of his crease and just pushed it straight to the fielder and then stood there in disbelief looking at the pitch, didn't go off. And if, if you look at the replay of the dismissal, it wasn't a good shot. The ball wasn't quite there for the drive and he, he didn't go through with the shot and try and sort of hit it well over the top. So he had no one to blame but himself. I'm sure it maybe held up a little bit off the pitch, but I don't think that's a surprise on this wicket. I think the disbelief was more from that Steve played that shot again and he's gotten out a few times in the last six months to that shot. He's fallen for the trap again and looking to go over cover. As you said, Marnus and Smith were in control, but not necessarily moving the game along as we mm. thought they would this Yeah, they were plodding along, but it, it looked like, are they laying the foundation here? Australia can get a yeah. big lead. So Smith gets out, the next over, Salman, bowls an absolute ripper to Labuschagne, pitches outside off, turns maybe two feet, cannons into his stump. So Australia lose two wickets on the same score. Labuschagne went out for 60, um, as Smith made 38, and that brought new batters to the crease. They got through to lunch without any further losses and the score was four for 199. But then after lunch, 
Jamal was uh, Jamal dismissed head. He was out LBW, a really good ball. Kept a little low, but good pace and got through him. But before that, sorry, I didn't miss one thing. Poor Saim Ayub, who is making his, um, Ayub is making his debut, dropped an absolute soda off Mitch Marsh at mid-off. Um, it was just... It was off Salman. Marsh was on seven. He goes on to make 50. Drop catches have really plagued Pakistan. And poor Ayub, up to this point of the game, he'd, he'd been out for a duck in his test debut and dropped two sitters. And, uh, yeah. But then Head was out soon after the, to um, Jamal. The so, yeah. But that was... That was Another catch yeah. they should have taken. And then he also had the moment in the outfield where he dug his knee into the turf. Yes. And you thought for a while, gee, I hope he, I hope he hasn't done himself a serious mischief there. Yeah, but but to his credit, he bounced up and was able to continue fielding and ended up batting well at the end of the day. We'll come to that a little bit later. But yeah, as you said, when Marsh goes... when So when Head goes straight after lunch, you're thinking, well, these two have got to do a bit of heavy lifting mm. here you know marsh carry 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 made 50 in the last games but he's still been shorter runs since the middle of the year so he's finding his hands again finding a little bit of rhythm he spoke post game about him finding finding his way back into the form that he knows that he can get into and he'll probably come out against the west indies in a couple of weeks and fill his boots um that's probably mm. the way it is but i think that's going to be a way for a lot of australian batters but but so, Carey, Marsh, they start ticking the scoreboard yeah, so, so along. heads goes, the score's 205 for five. Pakistan have the new ball at this stage. They take it midway through the second session. Took it late. Yeah, they did take it late um, in the 91st over, I think. Um, but then, you know, Carey and um, Marsh put on 84, which proved to be crucial. And they look like they're going to get through till the tea break. But then what proved to be the last ball before tea... Alex Carey was out LBW to Sajid Khan for 38, broke that partnership. And boy, that they went off for tea, but what happened afterwards was a, a complete collapse for Australia. They ended up losing five for 10. Mitch Marsh was out um, after the break to Jamal. Cummins was out for a duck to Jamal. And then Jamal knocked over Lyon and Hazelwood for five and zero respectively. So Australia lost five for nine and Jamal finished with six mm. for 69. Yeah, and at this point, I think we spoke during the Melbourne Test Men as well. It's just like, there were moments where you're going through the game and particularly in that last innings where Pakistan's going along and you're going like, right, if this keeps going for another 10, 15 minutes, you can start thinking about the thought bubbles that be like, okay, Pakistan are in this and they can potentially win it. They bowl Australia out, they're 14 ahead, and you're thinking, this is, well... It's, well, I thought, I honestly yeah, thought the, that that's like Pakistan have a great chance to win. I thought, exactly. Like, it's the final, it's the final session of day three. Their top water's class, even though they might not necessarily have the runs that they've wanted to on this tour. They have the, fire, the, fa- the firepower, that's the word I'm looking for, the firepower there to put up a big total on a wearing day four, day five wicket and best chance they'll get for a long time to beat Australia in Australia. But as we've seen so many times before, Mitchell Stark comes out, does his thing in the first over, an absolute seed to get rid of um, Abdullah Shafiq. And then Josh Hazelwood gets the skipper for a Golden Globe. 
Absolutely. You, you spot on. So Mitchell Stark took Shafiq in the last ball of the first over. I mean, there's been some good balls today. I'm sorry, but that was unplayable. Stark coming Oof. across the, the right-hander. It hit something or hit the seam or hit something on the pitch and cut back. Again, two feet, like a spin out. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Imagine so, being on a pair and getting that. Yeah, poor Shafiq. So he got a pair. And, and you're right, Masood was out to, to Hazelwood first ball. So that had Pakistan two for one after 1.2 overs. But then they actually steadied the ship and Ayub and Azam got the score to 58. And it was actually about half an hour before the end of play. And, and at this point, again, I'm thinking, actually, Pakistan have weathered that early storm mm. of the new ball perhaps they can get that yeah. 150 but then Ayub was out LBW to Lyon and that so he made 33 in the second innings on his test debut so he didn't get a pair on a test debut thank goodness to that and I actually I don't know about you Johnny but when Ayub went I thought oh this is danger time because yeah. you know there's half an hour or so to go this is just the sort of time Australia will sit you, know, you don't you don't want to lose a wicket then new batter comes to the crease and what transpired was absolute yeah. carnage from there. Yeah, so I'd written in my notes that pretty much what you said there, Pakistan, they'd done well to weather this storm. Australia had burned a review on Barbara's arm, and then the pitches are obviously turning. So Pat Cummins turns to Travis Head, golden arm Travis Head, removes Ayub with a beautiful but, one. But Azam gets Azam. Does he get Azam or yeah, Ayub? Ayub was out to Lyon and then Azam was out to head. Caught behind by ah, Carey. Yes. Little, little Nick, good catch from Carey. And so he was out for 23 and that made the score 4 for 60. And then a few overs later, Josh Hazelwood Ooh. set this crowd alight. I mean, it was actually oh. a pumping crowd, wasn't it? You know, the third day of the Sydney Test is the day you want to come to. Everyone's dressed in pink. Mm. And... Largest crowd since the 1718 Ashes series for a day of cricket at their CG. Which really? Was, yeah, that, that was sent through by Cricket Australia when they sent through the Fantastic. crowd. Figure. It was over 37,000 people now. So, so it there's was, no way we're moving the New Year's test idiots oh, out there that keep suggesting that. Tim Gossage, please. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, <laughs> there's a few other people that like to suggest that. But yeah, Josh Hazelwood, a triple wicket maiden. So he dismisses Shaquille, good catch by Smith. Well, actually, good catch, but terrible shot. He just drove it a wide one. Shaquille was out for two. Sajikan, the night watch person, was out for a second ball duck, clean bowled. And then Agasalman uh, caught by one off Hazelwood for a duck. And they lost three wickets in the over. Hazelwood finished four for nine. They were seven for 67. They survived one more over that to finish seven for 68. But, you know, I was sitting next to someone in the press box and they said to me, Hazelwood never really runs through a team, does he? And then he just goes through and bowl beautifully, four for nine. Well, he's got four for nine now. You remember back in the famous um, India 36, he ran through and took five for eight. Yeah. And so, so he can run through teams. He can run through teams. And I was saying this to someone as well on the way down to the presser. Like, it was... It was significant through the Ashes in the winter that Hazelwood was able to play two test matches back-to-back because -back, he hadn't been able to do it for mm. so long. And we, I know we spoke recently about, you know, how Australia might use the upcoming series to rest, rotate their big three quicks. But what a luxury for them now to have them all fit, them all firing on 
all cylinders to add at the peak of their powers. And what a luxury to have someone like Josh Hazelwood, who has, while he hasn't been playing a lot of test cricket over the last few years, has developed his white ball skills mm. and his body's let him down when he's tried to play the longer format. But for him to still be able to perform like that and do what he's done, do what he's done today, take three wickets in and over, six balls, he hits an A4 sheet of paper every single time. It's, it's unbelievable what him and... Again, what this bowling attack have been able to do. Um, Rick Finlay's posted a few times keeping track of it. They're now the all-time leading wicket quartet in, I think, Australian cricket. I think it's international cricket. International cricket, there you go. The England quartet. So, there you go. And, and you're absolutely right. I mean, he, he bowled superbly and really ripped through them. But, I mean, this game is set up tomorrow because... I mean, there were stages today. So, Rick, Rick Finlay tweeted out some stats. But at one point... Seven wickets fell for tw- in 29 balls. That was the last five Australian wickets and then the first two wickets in Pakistan. So it could be a really nervy last day, but we might get the David Warner farewell. He'll be chasing mm. a low total. Can he sort of smash a quick 50 or 60 and finish a winner? What do you think is going to happen tomorrow, Jono? Um, it really depends on how that first half hour. So if Rizwan goes in that first half hour. He's probably the main danger man. Yeah, Amir Jamal made 82 in the first innings um, and he's proven that he's no mug with a bat. But Rizwan's the danger man for Australia tomorrow morning to really try and price him out early. And once they get that, then any anywhere between 150 and 180 um, They'll actually, they'll actually be a pretty difficult chase yeah. and it'll be good to watch. But there's still plenty of time. And, you know, while the pitch is starting to play tricks, for the most part, it is still good and true. So, I just think, though, there's enough demons in that pitch to, yeah. to really keep Pakistan in the game. I mean, a couple of balls were shooting low. The spinners were getting turned. You know, there's a few spots there that I think this day four will be a cracker. We should get a result tomorrow unless the rain comes in. So it's all set up for a thrilling day few issues to come out of today's play I just want to touch on before we wrap this up. I've got three things. First thing is, yesterday after we recorded, it was reported that the umpires did not have a working light meter when they took the players off the field. Subsequently, a bit later on, they found a working light meter. But I find it farcical that in an international cricket match, Two umpires don't have a spare light meter like handy in the umpire's room, ready to grab that second. I mean, Jono, when I go and do anything, I've usually got a spare microphone or a spare recorder. Like you would, isn't that ridiculous? Amateur like, hour. Yeah, amateur Honestly, hour. Honestly, amateur and hour. I think the light was bad enough and they made the right call. But I just think it, it you said it right, amateur hour. I mean, as I said, you, you know, if I go anywhere to record something, I don't just take one recorder. I always take a spare one. So if one breaks you've got something else so bizarre stuff and then two more things david warner's baggy green was found yes the mystery still persists about where it went where they found it who had it there are no concrete answers yet Uh, but it it is a little mystery and uh, you know was it misplaced by warner himself (laughs) was it lost was was someone playing a joke on him that went wrong uh, I don't know but you know stay tuned because I think there's a few reporters in the press box who really want to break this story uh, I think there's um, 
a good short film to be made from the Baggy Green's perspective about the last few days. Uh, mm. Where did it go? Who, who did it end up with? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a story waiting to be told. And just behind the scenes, you know, the way it works in the media centre, when something like this happens, all of a sudden all the big cricket reporters from the, the News Corp and the SMH, they all start to have whispers in corners. They all start to work their sources to see if they can get the story. It's quite fascinating watching that process un unfold. But they came up with the big zero today. Not one of those reporters could get the story. And then finally, to, uh, Steve Smith spoke on ABC Radio after play and said he'd be very willing to open the batting, open, you know, open to the idea of opening. He didn't seem reticent at all about it. And, I, you know, I'm actually on board with Smith opening. I think it could be good for his game. I like the idea of him going out there against a new ball, getting off to fast starts. And, yeah, I, and I actually think he could score a bloody truckload of runs. I'm open to it in the sense that I agree with Shane Watson saying that he needs another challenge. And I'm also open to it in the sense that if you look at Steve Smith batting now, he gets to 20, 30 as he does, and then he gets himself out. So he's not as fluent. So if you give him an, an opportunity to go out there, start his innings, really build into his innings, be the rock and try and score as freely as he can. And, you know, your role as an opener is to be the bedrock. And also and, the field will be up to you And the field well. will be up to you as well. More so gaps. there's more gaps. Uh, you, you, you're less likely to waste the new ball by just pipping in short mm. early. So, you know, could happen. It, it could happen. Like, it's as good I, I as don't solutions I don't, I've I don't, heard. I don't think it will, but it could happen. I think it will. I absolutely think it will because I know the Aussie team are desperate to get Cam Green back there. And I actually think Australia will really need Cam Green next summer in a five test series against the Indians. Yes. They'll need that fourth fast bowling option and Green will give them that option. So I think, I think Smith's the one. You mark my words. I think it'll be Smith now. And, um, well, that, I think that was my three points I wanted to bring up. But a factoid for the listeners, Jono. Overnight, we had the shortest test match in history of, in terms of balls bowled that ended in an outright result. Yes, that's right. South Africa versus India, the second test. India won uh, an absolute... Amazing game. It was over in a day and a half. So there was only 642 balls or 107 overs to get a result. It beat the previous record from 1932. Crazy. Absolutely. Crazy. I was looking up that game the other day just to sort of see what, was hap what happened in that game. But absolute crazy scenes. Wickets falling everywhere. The pitch rightly getting some scrutiny. Roach Sharma's come out and made some pointed comments about, you know, crack on about Indian pitches and well crack on about this one we don't mind playing on we don't mind playing on this as long as you keep your mouth shut about what happens in India which you know is rich but also fair enough and Absolutely. also Ada Markram to go out and hit a hundred on that like unbelievable yeah it's pretty cool pretty amazing but that finished series or one all Right, so that's it. If from... only there was time to play a deciding third test match. Yeah, well, we talked about that yesterday, didn't we? Um, well, that's it from day three at the SCG. So just repeating, Pakistan are 82 runs ahead with three wickets in hand. We go into day four, which, which will possibly David, be David Warner's last day of test cricket. So certainly one to tune in for. I think tomorrow is going to be a thriller. I think it's going to... Yeah, 
I think it's going to be a thriller. That's my mm. call. So, Jono, thanks for joining me. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. I'll be back at the end of day four with someone else. This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.